Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of Pittsburgh Steelers Fact or Fiction. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And you know you should be tuning in because the Steelers have been through four preseason games and next stop, Buffalo on September 12th as the team gets ready to take on the Buffalo Bills in the regular season. I'm so excited. I just can't hide it. It's the Pointer Sisters, but that is not, that is definitely not the sample that we're going to be using this week. There's going to be a different song, so stay tuned for that. And you know, there's always so much to talk about when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the inquiries surrounding the black and gold are definitely ever evolving, especially this week. What happened this week? Well, we had Duck Hodges being released and everybody was excited saying hey is he coming back to pittsburgh now that's not going to happen that's not even in our fact or fiction so don't even worry about that and then you had the game in carolina Ugh, it was a disaster a debacle i guess you can say and then we had the continued rumors that tj watt is going to be signed that's a pretty big deal right there so we are going to keep our eyes on that and we are going to take a look at some bold statements and label them as fact or fiction. So with everything going on, it seems we need a little patience. And it seems like the musical selection that best fits this week's fact or fiction could be one of the very same name by, yes, you got it, Guns and Roses from 1989. Oh, what a song. Let's give you a sample of that beautiful, haunting song from GNR Lies from 1989. I sit here on the stairs because I'd rather be alone. If I can't have you right now, I'll wait, dear. Sometimes I get so tense, but I can't speed up the time. But you know, love, there's one more thing to consider. Said woman, take it slow and things will be just fine. You and I could just use a little patience. Said sugar, take the time, because the lights are shining bright. You and I got what it takes to make it. We won't fake it, ah. Uh, I'll never break it, because I can't take it. Now, you might be saying bad, are these lyrics really related here? Or did you just want an excuse to listen to some Axel slash Izzy Duff and Steven Adler? Well, yeah, probably. But anyhow, there is definitely a lot to wonder about. And BTSC is going to try to answer some of those poignant wonderings way ahead of time. So let's take a look at those bold statements that I teased earlier and more as we label them as fact or fiction. Will we be on point? Well, that's the big question, and you know it. Only time will tell. Here we go. Fact or fiction number one. The Steelers slot corner is not currently in the Pittsburgh locker room. Fiction. Who the actual starting slot corner will be when the Steelers play for reals is a question that nobody can really answer at this particular juncture. However, we know that 
it definitely is not going to be Mike Hilton. Yeah, he's in tiger stripes plying his trade in Cincinnati this season. Bah. It's not Antoine Brooks Jr. either after being put on the injured wave list on Tuesday. So a lot of people thought that he was the future. With Arthur Mollett banged up as well, plans need to be redrawn really quickly. Now, I agree with BTSC's Jeffrey Benedict here that Cam Sutton was originally thought to be an option, but he's better in coverage. That's true. And he's not as physical. Also, I agree with Jeffrey that James Pierre and Justin Lane are more of the outside corner variety and Trey Norwood might not be ready for prime time. You saw that maybe with the dropped interception the other night against Carolina. Now, Keith Butler has hinted that it could be slot by committee. But, you know, that's a dangerous proposition as well with no consistent option getting time to gel. We saw that with Avery Williamson last year. He came in right around Halloween. I believe it was the trade on like 1030 of last year. And he never got going because he didn't have a chance to work with that team in the offseason, in the preseason. That's a big deal. When somebody comes in now, it's rough. We even saw that. Remember when Vance McDonald way back came in, he came in right before the last preseason game. So really had no time to gel with Ben. He finally gelled, but it was in the last quarter of the season. So players that come in, it's not like baseball. They take some time in the NFL to really gel. So even though the player's identity is not known right now, getting a slot corner off of the garbage heap this late in the game Gosh, it's a risky proposition. With no time to learn the system, like I just said, a cast-off might just not work. So expect the team slot to already be in a black and gold uniform with that number to be named later because we don't know who it is. And that preseason game, game number four against Carolina, really didn't give us any answers. Factor fiction number two. Josh Jobs will not be on the Steelers' 53-man roster on September 12th in Buffalo. Fact. Right up until I recorded this, though, it was fiction. Then yesterday's game happened, and I just changed my mind. You know, I was going back and forth. I was I was making bets with Dave Schofield, the editor of BTSC. He's saying, ah, they're not going to make a trade. They're not going to trade away a quarterback. I'm like, yeah, guarantee you they're going to they're do it. Because Josh Dobbs is a good number three. And I'm going to talk about that here. So I've wavered. And I originally did not necessarily reflect the views of guys like Dave or the rest of the editorial staff at BTSC. In fact, I was kind of like that video game in Back to the Future 2 in the 80s cafe. Marty McFly was playing Lone Gunman. Yeah, I was the Lone Gunman here. Anywho, I, I really thought that Kevin Colbert was going to weave a web of mag magic and score a draft pick out of Mason Rudolph after Dwayne Haskins' performance in primetime against the Carolina Panthers on Friday night. But here's the problem. My rationale was that the two quarterbacks had trade value and Colbert, he's done this dance in the past. Remember he sent Josh Dobbs to Jacksonville for a fifth round pick just two years ago? I really thought that Dobbs would stay as a capable QB3 and Mason would fetch maybe a four or five in next year's draft and they could really use that draft capital next year, even though it's all about 2021 right now. But you think about that stuff. Look, Dwayne Haskins had a bad night. He was not good. 
he did have a, a crucial drop pass that was not his fault that would have kept a, a drive going early on. I believe it was uh, number 14, Ray Ray, that dropped that ball. And look, I still believe in Haskins, but I don't really think that the trade is going to happen now after what happened in Carolina. So you might not see Joshua Dobbs on the roster unless they do something and surprise everybody. And if they do, I'm still going to try to collect that bet from everybody else. Factor fiction number three, not having TJ Watt and Stefan Tuitt in preseason game shape could hinder the Steelers' defensive efforts early on in 2021. To me, that's a fact. I've said this in past years when talking about Big Ben Roethlisberger's minimal exhibition play since 2015. Remember, only one game in every year since 2015. Now, I'm going to back off of it a little bit because of number seven showing against Detroit. I don't think he really needs to be in there now. But conditioning and not practicing is a dangerous thing. It does bring on rust galore when the season counts. We've seen that with Ben in the past, but this is not about Ben. It's about TJ Watt and stuff on to it. These guys are stars. TJ's a superstar. He's going to get that contract. I believe it's going to happen in the next couple of days. But he still really needs to see some action, and he didn't do it. He needs to be in pads, mixing it up with other guys in black and gold uniforms. Well, I actually white uniforms with uh, black numerals as he would be wearing gold in practice, but I digress. But he definitely has to be in there. Stefan Tuitt's situation is a mystery. There's everybody saying some different things. Is he hurt? Is he still in mourning? Is he taking time off, mental time off? I don't know. He's in camp, but he's not playing. I don't know how easily number 91 can just jump right into the pool after not getting wet for a long while. So this is going to be interesting. We cannot afford for the Pittsburgh Steelers to come out slow in the first quarter of the season with this brutal schedule that they have. So these guys need to be on point. And I don't know if they will be after not playing since January in an actual game. Next factor fiction, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that this is fact or fiction number four, and it is, I'm going to say this, don't buy a new player's jersey until right before the first regular season game. Fact. So you want a Joe Schobert jersey? Well, you better wait. Schobert is going to wait until final cuts and select his digits from the fallen. What if Quincy Roche doesn't make the team and he gets plucked off of the practice squad by another franchise? Well, then my friend, you are stuck with a pair of 48s to go with your now vintage Bud Dupree jersey that you have on the shelf. Are you Jonesing for Jameer's jersey? You know, Jameer Jones. I love this guy. The number 44 possession arrow, though, is probably going to go to Derek Watt should he remain on the team. And I, I believe he's going to. I remember a few years back when a fan paid big bucks for a Tuzar Skipper jersey. Man, he wasn't too happy when number 51 was wearing the blue and red of the Giants and not the black and gold. Yeah, he did come back and he got a little mileage out of that jersey, but it just wasn't the same. So have patience, grasshopper, or play it safe and spend your dough on a number 90. There you go. 
Factor Fiction number five. Pat Fryermuth will be the Steelers' starting tight end in week one. Fiction. Fryermuth is the future. He's awesome. Man, great pick. I'm thrilled with him. But Eric Ebron still resides in the present and offers some value. I know you're going to say, Brian, you're full of it. Bad. He stinks. He's like your name. Bad. Now, well, yes, there's going to be drops. But fans are under this weird impression that he drops every pass thrown his way, and he really doesn't. The rookie from Penn State will see plenty of action. He may even set up a timeshare in the end zone. But the incumbent will remain TE1 for the opener in Orchard Park. So Pat's not going to start right away. He's going to have to stand Pat. But you're going to see plenty of the double Ochos if he keeps that number. Unless Kevin Rader gets going and he says, hey, I want my 87 back. I'd like to have my Penn State number. Hey, didn't we just talk about that? So just like everything, we've got to have patience with a lot of things. Hmm. I think there's a song that matches that. Hmm. <laughs> That's it for Factor Fiction. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and I got to tell you what, preseason, no more games. We are gearing up for the real season, and that's a fact. Jack. Yeah.